0: welcome to another episode of no plans to merge i'm your host caleb porzio
1: oh caleb i'm your other host daniel colburn
0: today daniel what are we going to be talking about today
1: well first caleb i've got to let you know that our episode today is brought to you by absence which makes the heart grow fonder
0: that's right um (laughs) (sighs) oh daniel oh Caleb. Caleb. so much ground to cover daniel dude it's been weeks it's been
1: three weeks more only two of which seems. were my fault
0: yeah right we're, we're trying to figure out who's the worst person me or daniel well you actually like I even though you forgot about the daniel. show you actually did show up right i did like scramble i on the other hand just <laughs> right you just don't <laughs> say anything well, what's great hours. about the
1: last one what's great about the last episode is i like i woke up got out of bed went to the couch sat there watched youtube for like an hour and then like was like all right podcast coming up any minute Uh, and then i just kind of laid my head back onto the couch and dozed
0: i mean it daniel it could have been me today i don't want to take credit it could have been me too i went fishing and i just happened Mm -hmm. to have to be back for hannah to leave because we only have one car by like her deadline was 11 30 which That's good. we agreed on 11 30 right or 11 45 11 45 yeah funny so anyway so i just got back and uh yeah. and then you messaged and i
1: well yesterday you said i s- hey." Could- <sighs> yesterday you said could we do tomorrow or thursday oh right because <laughs> i can't do friday and i was like it's gonna be really hard for me also tomorrow is thursday
0: right well i I read Hannah the text stream because it was hilarious how, like, you know, I keep like expounding on this tomorrow or Thursday, like potential. Like, we have both, you pick the day, and then you're like, well, tomorrow I got whatever, yada yada. I'm like, well, what about Thursday? Whatever. Like, we get really far into the conversation, and then you just drop in there midstream. Also, tomorrow is Thursday. And I lost it. Oh, man. But, dude, like, you could, t- I mean, my life is just, like
1: well, I was questioning spewn it because spewn you know, all over. Like, I've had my days of the week kind of mixed up recently. Like, I missed a, mon- a regular standing Monday obligation I have with a, f- with a close personal friend. Oh. Because I didn't know it was Monday. Yeah. Like, so. Yeah. Like, we're all, like, we're all a little in flux these days. Yeah. I work in the middle of the night. New do uh,
0: not as much as not as middle you, as you, yeah. but like like I took a shower at 1 a.m. yesterday. Like that's the yeah. kind of life that I'm living. That's a
1: really good yeah. shower. Yeah, it was actually. If you it have was time good... for your hair to kind of dry before you go to bed, a well, little.
0: so I've realized that like actually the you know it wasn't very satisfying this morning, but with the long locks, when you shower at night, you wake up with like sometimes the coolest hair because mm-hmm. it's just not normal physics for the hair and so i'm kind of excited i'm like alternate physics but yeah you do have to dry it off more just so that you're not sleeping in a puddle right you can't sleep in a puddle so yeah there is more of that but Mm -hmm. i i came to bed i like did all this stuff to be super stealthy you know taking Mm -hmm. a shower in the middle of the night bedrooms right next to the bathroom it's all working out i climb into bed and and hannah's laying there and she like stirs a little bit and she doesn't look at me and she goes, Oh, you showered. And I'm like, What? She's like, Your hair, it reeks of head and shoulders. Which, oh, anyway. So she hates the smell of head and shoulders out of nowhere and was like, It apparently she told me like it crept into her dream. And she was having a dream about like chemicals and getting sick from smelling them. Um, huh, anyway. So. It's an interesting development. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, but yeah, so I'm banned from Head and Shoulders, which is a bummer. You're
1: banned thing. from Head and Shoulders. You got to become a Dr. Bronner's guy. What's that? You, you can use it everywhere. Dr. Bronner's? Everywhere. It's the, it's the hippie soap? Oh. You know, but the, oh,
0: no, I'm thinking of Myers. soap. No,
1: no, no. Dr. Bronner's is the one that has like all the weird, like, uh, like symbols, psychotic, and stuff? semi-religious, like, stuff written on it. Yeah, I... Like all one, all one, all man is natural. All soap is good. Okay. Like,
0: oh, I did that. It's very liquidy. It's very liquidy, and but I did a little that bit goes a long way. When I way. was doing the gym, because I was like, oh, I just have this one bottle. Yeah, and then I bring it to the gym, and it'll be like you, use, you wash everything. your dog,
1: you wash your car, you wash your head, you wash your balls,
0: <laughs> all at once. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, anyway so anyway dr browners is great it's probably not good for your hair but um this episode is brought to you by dr browners thank you dr browners for sponsoring dr browners does
1: no advertising actually i know this about them right I usually the they don't but they made an
0: exception that's because they really liked our vibe yes they said mm-hmm. you guys will do it for you got a cool vibe <laughs> you guys got a real cool vibe
1: oh damn oh, so all right so what do Daniel. we have to cover uh you have a new house
0: I have a new house. Your house has trim in the middle of the walls. Yep. Those are called picture frame ledges or picture frame shelves. It's a thing. And That's where people you put your picture frames. Yeah. It's kind like of like I a mantle. I have like one there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, you yeah. have a picture on there. So you like, yeah, it's a thing. It actually came with the house, but I, but it's Hannah's pretty, like in, into these kinds of things yeah this is the office which is just in total disarray and i'll make it all nice and it's i do have like a little like door to an upstairs porch which is cool Ooh, an Um, upstairs balcony type of. yeah upstairs balcony yeah Mm. um yeah but it's it's cool it's an old house it's over 100 years old and i've learned you know we're learning like so it's cool looking but it also is an old house so there's Mm -hmm. all sorts of ridiculous things that you're like what the heck and we're fridgeless by the way um
1: i don't know if i should say this on the podcast but i have to um my mom basically figured out where you live oh really yeah oh. she was like he she was like hannah's saying like or he's saying like hannah doesn't want me to say too much about where i live but then he like basically revealed all the information about where he lives and i went and found it we can't like <laughs> she found the house no not the house okay. but she's like She's like, I think I figured out. It's, she doesn't know, Dude, no. I just want to talk so she, about like. She has a good reckon about what neighborhood you probably live in.
0: Funny. Well, when we're, when the show's over, we'll have to compare notes. We'll yeah. Well, you have to
1: tell that. me and then I have to tell her and then she has to tell me what they're right. Okay. Because right. she didn't tell me Oh, enough. Or not that she didn't tell me, but I don't remember what she
0: said. Dude, I wish that like I didn't have to care about that because I I really like where I live and like occasionally mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, I should, I should talk about how great it is here. But, yeah. but I can't because you know I feel like uh whatever, but that you know, yeah,
1: I mean, I think that
0: silly It's a matter of public record, right, I mean, you but you can't you can't just like, you know what, I don't know, like I wonder if you could just Google my name and find my address. You can Google my name and find my address, really. You can Google most people's <laughs> name and find their address. Uh, you're right, that it's not hard to find someone's I, address i have I have guns, don't come to my house <laughs> yep. Where do you put a gun safe, Daniel?
1: Uh, I have like a little pistol safe. Like one of those little like... Oh, wait. Are we not allowed to talk about where
0: you put it? Ooh, maybe we shouldn't.
1: No, it's... I mean, it's like in my
0: bedroom. Yeah, okay. Like under your bed?
1: It's not under my bed. It's not anywhere where a child could access it. Right, okay. Yeah. But I could access it pretty quick.
0: I'm trying to figure out where to put the gun safe. And I know there are like some like rules or you know that like oh you gotta bolt it to the ground in your bedroom closet or like you definitely don't want it on the ground floor you don't want it in the basement or some people say like you got to put it in the basement and bolt it to the foundation and so i don't know I what don't to know. do about the gun safe but um but yeah i have a lot of like open weaponry like because we just use the garage as like a storage unit moving in mm-hmm. so anyway i was just like spooking the neighbors hauling out like three bows four shotguns like a like an animal
1: hell yeah um yeah you have
0: bows yeah i got bows i used to be big into bow hunting but i that's cool and now i'm into fishing so
1: i haven't shot a bow since christian service brigade dog uh
0: yeah actually they just had this like wicked sale at a outdoor place nearby so i picked Mm -hmm. up a little recurve bow to bring bring back the old like you know camp camp Uh style um yeah but hell yeah but yeah, man, you got to have bows. You got to have a couple bows. I don't. You got to. So apparently you don't, but oh, yeah, I'd yeah, like you to. Don't, <laughs> you don't got to. So yeah, Daniel, we're to- moving is crazy. How come no yeah. one told me that moving oh, is like the worst oh, thing it's ever? Hell on
1: earth. It's all on earth.
0: Why do people do it?
1: Why do people well, ever do Well, you try this? and do it less and less over time. Or honestly, my uh, my current work homie um he just moved because his wife has a fancy job that i won't disclose okay secretary um, of state not that fancy okay <laughs> but pretty fancy okay his wife has a, his wife has a fancy job and oh, moved. the chick-fil-a franchise moved for her job from like one major european city to another major european city okay and has the type of fancy job where they like move you oh my gosh like her work like <sighs> relocated. Her. How do we get on that level? So like they pay for like the bougie movers. Oh man. You know what I'm saying? Who come into your house, box up all your shit, then take all the shit and then you get moved into a temporary like 30-day uh furnished apartment in the new city while you ha- and then you have an opportunity to like search for apartments and stuff while you're staying in their fancy accommodations. And then once you select an apartment, then the fancy movers will go move your shit into it,
0: you know? This is unreal.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. This, this is, is crazy. You know, like, it's nice being the captain of your own ship and all that, but no, no. one's paying for the fancy movers for you. Screw the
0: ship, man. Yeah. Put me in that situation. <laughs> yeah, put me in, put after me in moving bougie, bougie moving world. <laughs> we still don't have a fridge, so we just eat out and, like, buy whoa, whoa, stuff. Wait, you get a fridge, dog. I did, and it broke on day two wait what yeah. you bought a, a well, so used I, fridge no you so, bought a new fridge so and it broke thing. in two I days I bought all the other appliances i bought used on facebook marketplace for cheap mm-hmm. yeah because that's how it's done because that's how it's done and they're workhorses these things mm-hmm. you couldn't break one of these things how loud is that that vent it fine can't hear that I don't hear anything. you got to love the SMB7. The if we're going to hear anything, it's going to be my fans on my computer, which are cranking right oh, now. Oh, we're going to segue into M1, but pause it. So, anyways, well, what was it? Oh, yeah, the fridge. So, I went to like a scratch and dent place, mm-hmm. you know, and I got this nice fridge with a mm-hmm. big fat dent in it, just huge, mm-hmm. like somebody just put their steel toe boots on and just wailed on it, mm-hmm. and, but it's a nice fridge. Brand new. You think, you think maybe that dent might have had an impact think, on some of the internals? There were a couple dents in the back as well.
2: You but think it's maybe like the steel
1: toed boots weren't too good for the operating machinery.
0: Oh man, I was so pumped because it's like a nice Samsung smart fridge, double door top, freezer bottom. I was so excited. And then two days later, oh. rotten meat. So now Damn. we have no fridge.
1: So did you return it? Is that an yeah. option you can do at a scratch and dent actually, place? Actually
0: it is, which is crazy. Wild. But it's this whole thing, I'll, I'll make this story uh twenty seconds long. But I, I In like, order
1: to do it, you have to like go in and like self-flagellate and be like, no, I'm a bad person, actually, I'm stupid, they're pretty I bought cool it. With
0: it. <laughs> okay. Uh surprisingly. It's a nice scratch and dent place. <laughs> nice. Um, but like when I bought it, I rolled up with an SUV and was gonna like uh-huh. put the fridge in like laying down. And they like laughed me out of town because apparently like you don't tip fridges and they're like, they're like, oh, you can, well, you know, well then you have to stand it up for what, anyway, they're basically, and then like another big gruff guy came over and was like, oh, you're trying, what, you're trying to put it in that? Oh, no, like, we're not going to warranty that. Like you're not, you you know, if you take that, that's off the lot. And I'm like, Uh well, shoot. So then, you know what? I just am now realizing, realizing I've been conned because then that guy a little while later seeing me all like, what am I going to do? I got to go rent a truck and he's like hey tell you what i got a truck i'll drive it over to you for 75 bucks and i ended up taking i'm up, taking him up on it and mm-hmm. and he did and we unloaded it good thing because otherwise it would have been off the lot right good thing so anyway the guy all right this is funny the guy who came to pick it up had no hand truck he had, <laughs> You're gonna say had no hands had no hands <laughs> honestly you might as well have like what's this guy expecting to do He's like this young COVID hire, you know? There's a whole new class of employee, Daniel. COVID hires? Right. Like, yeah. is there, like, memes or stuff about this? Because, like... No. Because I feel like everybody at every store now and every establishment uh-huh. is, has just no experience. Yeah. It's just like, right?
1: Well, it's because everyone who had experience went off and got a better job. I know. That's so the it's thing. Like, yeah, so there's like, just
0: a whole new class. He used to go to Home Depot and get good wisdom from somebody from, like, a sage-level craftsman guy. Who just wants to hang out at Home Depot. And now you get somebody like, I don't know, you get silly COVID people. So anyway, whatever. This guy had no hand truck. (laughs) Good thing I had one. Anyway. That's
1: funny. Um, I know I've talked about this on the show before, but in my town, there is a Facebook group that is like 30% of the town is on the Facebook group. There's 30,000 members on the Facebook group. There's like 100 and change people 100 and change thousand in asheville wow so it's like a third of the people in asheville are in this facebook group okay and if you have 100 dollars, you can get anything done what like yeah it's just great so the number of like i got a giant like wood burning stove insert removed from my fireplace wow by like a dude who was just at my house doing my chimney so i've got it in my living room floor Go on Facebook Marketplace. said I got a hundred bucks for whoever makes this thing go away. Seems heavy. You could sell it for scrap. Wow! And every single time, you get a fat guy and a skinny guy in like a really old truck. Okay, and like it's one the straight man
0: up. and one's like
1: the the jokester. And I think it's like a skinny guy who has a truck and a, and he gets his fat friend to help gotcha. him move shit. You know <laughs> yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. What <laughs> but, are their names? Uh, they're just
0: different fat and skinny guys. I know, I'm just wondering it's, what their names are.
1: I don't think they ever say them. Gotcha. I don't think that's part of the exchange. Right. You yeah. know? It's like, I have $100. You have a sk- guy, skinny guy in a truck. <laughs> skinny
0: guy. T- Dude, it's such a perfect pair.
1: Charlotte and I bought, like, a really nice um, couch at the West Elm Outlet. <laughs> okay. In the Outlet Mall. Yeah. It was, like, a $5,000 couch marked down to, like, $1,100 $100. or something. Okay. So, we got, like, an insane deal on this giant couch. And then... They're like, "Oh, sorry, we can't deliver it today." So I'm like, "Fuck! Like, what do I do with this big ass couch It's all wrapped in plastic?" I go on Facebook or on uh, Wax West Asheville Exchange. I go on there and say, "I got 100 bucks for someone to show up with a pickup truck and move this couch from here to here." Pickup truck pulls up. Fat guy, skinny guy, and uh, tweaker girlfriend of the skinny guy nice. just like pile out of the truck and like load the thing in. Move
0: all the shit to my house. It was great. It works every time. Wow, yeah, that's great, man. I got to see if we got something like that. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, so the guy came to get your fridge. Yeah, whatever. It was. It was just. I mean, that. That's just. That was the funny thing. Luckily, I had Mitch over, so we could like. You know. Uh, So the two of you got. We had some muscle. Mitch is like five times as strong as the average person. So. So you buying another scratch and dent fridge? So, (laughs) no, I'm just gonna pay (laughs) millions of dollars and get a nice fridge
1: yeah seems like the move yeah so you wouldn't want to have to do it again
0: i know you know but living without a fridge is surprisingly inconvenient <laughs> yeah every other appliance we don't use you know, the ones have, we have you don't have but... to
1: refrigerate eggs really you're right actually yeah.
0: you are right daniel because my vermont uncle who raises chickens comes in with unrefrigerated piles of eggs and just hands yeah. them well, out
1: and the, and the chickens themselves aren't that cold
0: right they're in fact they're warm yeah they put off a lot of heat you're supposed to heat up the eggs to yeah. store them yeah to simulate a chicken squatting on your eggs mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah that's how they laugh yeah so i should buy a bunch of eggs
1: yeah eat a lot of eggs got a stove right
0: got a stove <laughs> haven't
1: used it that's awesome hooked it up though. so how so you've moved are yeah. you like set up no you're, way like not even who, close how how everywhere. how many weeks do you estimate it will be until you have 51. like a simulacrum?
0: <laughs> so many weeks, man. Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna try to just hit it super hard and get it all done by Sunday. That's my goal. But that's a good goal. Yeah, it too. You know, uh, you've got a ladder against the wall. Oh yeah, there's a little ladder there. You got a lot going on. Yeah, we got painting. I did some electrical. I like full on like added a circuit to my house and punched like holes out of the wall and like. Ran wires to the second floor and put in outlets good. and stuff. Good, good. I was good. like kind of nervous at first, but now I'm very confident, and yeah. I feel like I could do it anywhere. Yeah. So that's nice because we all like this house so old. The two bedrooms only have one outlet each. Hell like yeah. this one, they outfitted with outlets everywhere, but not those two. So what I don't are, know if you remember I the. Uh,
1: I don't know if you remember the the story of the HT-
0: HDMI. Yeah, I do I actually, and I almost because I like when I was running these outlets. I'm like, I should put some outlets on the wall where I'm going to mount a TV. And then I'm like, should I run HDMI? And then I remembered your story and thought, no, I'll go so without. So I promised Charlotte that this weekend
1: I'm finally going to patch and paint the crack in the drywall f- that is still there from that. Oh, really?
0: Wait, is yeah. it like a hole punched out for the running it or a crack? It's like he, like he
1: cut a hole for the running. Right. And then like I just... Put the piece of drywall back in. Oh my gosh! And it's been leaning there, so like there's
0: just like okay, but it's the, like nice and flush, like it won't be hard.
1: It's yeah, it's flush. It'll be fine. Okay, it's like against there's a stud. Yeah, right. But I just need to like actually like patch the drywall. Yeah, and then gotta get paint yourself over it. some spackle. Spackle. I've got it all. Oh, I've got really? it. I okay, did a ton great. of drywall in this house. Oh well, there you go, Daniel. I just haven't done it. But and the main reason is because. I'm not like willing to commit to the fact that I'm just going to close that wall up with these HDMI cables I'm never gonna use still inside of it and (laughs) just not fix the problem. Yeah. But I think that's where I'm at. I think I'm just gonna make these shitty HDMI 1.0 cables a permanent fixture in this
0: house. Dude, yeah. Yeah, you should do that. You should just bury them in the wall with a note. That's what I'm doing, that's what I'm doing. (laughs) With a suicide note. (laughs) <laughs> in there. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Bad news. Bad news in the walls. Bad news in the walls. Mm. So yeah, but home ownership, Daniel. It's crazy. Yeah. I'm it's going crazy. to Lowe's every 2 minutes, blowing money out the window everywhere. You know, I'm doing it. It's nice though. So. Yeah, any who's. We're we're gonna going to get going. a question yeah, about
1: a potential live wire feature. Okay. I just want you to tell me, A is this a good feature? Okay. And B, this is a hard feature. Okay. And here's what it is. It's actually an Alpine feature, but it would be an Alpine feature that was registered by Livewire. Uh, sort of like Entangle. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Uh, it would be wire model. What? Wire model. It would be yeah. So you would use it in a place where you would use Entangle. Okay and it would just be entangle this to the value of the nearest wire model.
0: Mm. Wire model. Entang- oh, so just to
1: like... So, so okay. like, say I'm making, like, a fake input or, like, a... You have a search Or, box. like, a pick-a-day. A, a pick-a-day. Say I'm doing a pick-a-day implementation, right? Okay. Right? Yeah. Or something like that. I don't know if pick-a-day actually sets the value in an input, but something that doesn't set the value in an input, Right? So you can't actually wire model to the input. Right. But you want to like wrap this thing in a wire model as they would. Yeah. And so you either have to go through the whole rigmarole of faking wire model okay. in one of the three ways that we've talked about in the past. Sure. Um, but this would just make it way easier. You just say X data and wire model on the same element. Okay. Because um, right now you kind of have to wrap it. You have to have the X data above the wire mo- or vice versa. You have to have the wire model above the X data. If you want to just emit an input event, you could have it on uh, the same thing. The, I think I tried that. Dispatched and
0: it didn't work. events dispatch on themselves first and then bubble up, so it should work. Okay, go
1: on. Um, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I feel like it didn't work, and I had to wrap it another time. But maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Um. Anyway, it'd be cool to just be able to say X data and wire model on the parent wrapper element, mm-hmm. and then in the uh in the javascript Mm -hmm. just say you have like a data called like value yeah in value you just say dollar sign wire model interesting or
0: at or at wire model um uh i can't picture this so let's say that okay you have a div let's forget about liveware for a second You have a div and you have some value on the div or in X data. So like X data, Mm -hmm. uh, username, whatever. Mm -hmm. And it's an empty string. And so the syntax you want is to be able to say like X data. Interesting. You want to say, why is this different than entangle? That's my question. It, it, no it, it's like shorthand for entangle basically But you could just write entangle uh entangle to what so in the X data, you have like username colon and if it was just plain alpine you'd have a string like daniel colborn sure but to entangle it you would say um the username would be in livewire so you'd have a public property R- R- R-
1: but but this is like a this is a blade component this is a reusable blade component that could be in any different livewire component so we don't know what we're entangling to.
0: Okay. Have you seen the... Uh, I. It's hard. All right. So if you're creating a reusable blade component called username field or whatever, and there's no actual input field. It's just all like... Uh, let's say
1: it's not called username field. Let's say it's called like special select box.
0: Okay. Special right. select box. Yeah. And you want to be able to wire model to the blade component itself. Mm-hmm. Right. So the current way to do this is... So there's a couple of ways I know. Of, okay. But go ahead. Tell me yours. Um, I mean, the way that I do it is in the blade component, you'd have some alpine state, you know, and yep. then you would put entangle in there, but you yep. need to know the property of the wire model that somebody's passing in. Yep. So you use the attribute bag that Laravel gives you. You mm-hmm. do like dollar sign attributes, mm-hmm. arrow, and then livewire actually like adds its own helper so you could say arrow wire arrow model Uh and then it'll get the the property um that the user did whatever um and it's also defer aware so it'll just handle that um so that that's the pattern it's like add entangle and then where you'd normally just pass in a, a property name um or like get the wire model attribute you do like dollar sign attributes arrow wire arrow model and that'll actually like be smart but it'll, it'll get you the wire model
1: property and that, that all happens in the right order so the blade happens first and then yep. the live wire detects it to render
0: the entangle
1: yep okay so i guess that solves the problem
0: yeah take a look at i mean i think i do that in most of the surge repository for the blade components gotcha so check those out work they use that syntax i think that's what you want yeah but if you come up with something like cleaner or something i guess no i have something dirtier
1: it's only dirtier by a line but it's dirtier yeah um yeah I should blame but yeah so what if you had a wire model though what it just mean? did all that for you like well, you have entangled dollar right? sign but like wire i think the most common thing you want to entangle to if you're using both live wire and alpine mm-hmm. is whatever you wire modeled
0: right yep that's probably you know true right yeah yeah so yeah i gotcha that's interesting so you could just say like rather than like add entangle get the attribute wire model you would just be like wire model and then yeah i mean you could honestly you could pr- very easily create a blade component or a blade directive yeah that just does wire that wire model you. Yeah. <laughs> right and you should do that that would be pretty hot and then like tweet it and yeah retweet that's it. probably what i'll just do in all my components yeah that would be nice actually that would be good yeah um i just added okay. something to alpine that nobody seems to care about but I it? think is awesome. When you X model something in Alpine, mm-hmm. sure. Um, now it automatically registers a property on that element, like on the straight up DOM element, called dot underscore X underscore model. And that has a get and a set function. So basically, like, you don't have to deal with... If you're using X model, but you're not on, like, a normal native input element, you know? If you want to, like... Mm-hmm fake x model or put it on a div or kind of the thing that we're talking about you now have programmatic access to x model like you could just call you just get that element and you do like dot x model dot get and then it'll return to you the value that that is x modeled bound but in a reactive way so like if you have that anywhere if that if the if the model value changes then wherever you did dot get will also change hmm Um, And then you can just call dot set and pass in any value and it'll reactively set the value. Um, So I think it's off the hook, but... Where are you calling these things? Wherever you want. Like, where would you call dot... Okay, so so explain it to me. So the the dot get is on what? So like if you create your own date picker, you know, and it's like a div soup thing. Sure, div soup. And you have like an x data date, you know, at the Mm -hmm. top of the date picker. Mm -hmm. um, If you want to be able to use x model to bind to that you know Mm -hmm. you could put on that root div you could put x model whatever anybody could whatever x model date or something this is maybe not a great example actually but whatever um and then from your code in alpine wherever you want or any code anywhere you could if you want to get the date you could do l.xmodel.get and if you want to set it l.xmodel.set So basically, I'm using this because I'm making um, like a dropdown component Uh or like a modal um, Uh with Alpine. And Mm -hmm. I want people to like, I want the user experience to basically be like, have a div call like X bind drop down. Yeah, X bind drop down, which is like just a, or sorry, modal, X bind modal, which is like a magic thing that that I built, you know, like Mm -hmm. modal. Um, and then you could just do X model your own state. You could do X model open and the modal will now react to that value open, you know? And if the modal, if the code that I wrote to implement the modal, like, cl- like closes the modal, it'll, it'll toggle the the value pass an X model off.
1: Sure. So say you have the, you have like an open and close toggle that's in your X data, right? Yep. Um, why would I want to toggle it through these get and set methods instead of just toggling it directly through right. Alpine data?
0: So, if you're writing reusable things that don't know the name of that data, you know that don't uh-huh. know that it's called open. Uh huh. Um, that poses a problem. Can you give me an example? So the modal example is a good one. So if I have a div, here's the user experience. If I have a div. Like rather than just writing all the modal stuff like all out in full for an alpine, which honestly is better, like just do that and then we don't even have to have mm-hmm. this conversation. But it's fun to wrap it all up in abstractions so that you could say like have a div and do x bind modal, you know? And then inside mm-hmm. that div, if you have like an overlay div like x bind modal dot overlay. And mm-hmm. then if you have like the modal panel be like x-bind modal dot panel, and Alpine, you know, if I created these components, it would like Headless UI would automatically add all the aria attributes, handle everything for you, mm. um, and then you could just put x-model on the root div next to you know x-bind modal.
1: I see, I see what you're and saying. Use your own I state. I see, I see, I see. You
0: know what I'm saying? That's cool. yeah, yeah. 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 So it's the first thing. I feel I, like I would
1: need to run into the use case for it yeah. naturally and have it solve. That's why a problem no one cares
0: because it's, it's one of those things that you're only going to come across when you're trying to do to build components for other when companies. you're building stuff for other people that other yeah, people yeah. can use. Right. Um, yeah. But
1: that makes sense because I often am trying to build like abstractions for me to use later, you know, yep. and like try and make them as broad as possible without getting ridiculous.
0: Yeah. I think X bind is the future of Alpine abstractions um i don't you know how you can just like x bind an object of properties like so in, in like Vue.js, js you know you can call like x bind class and then pass in some expression it'll you know make the class something on the div or whatever mm-hmm. and but in view js you could also just say x bind and not specify a property and then pass in an object of properties to bind mm-hmm. right Hmm. um so alpine has the same thing x bind with a property of of, or an object of properties but they're literal so like the keys can be like you could literally x bind foo and let's just say that foo is a globally available like window.foo equals object and you could have like the key of one item being x data and then the value returning an, an object and like the next key would be like x init or at click or just a straight up plain attribute like class foo you know what i mean
1: so I, rem- I I recall it's like virtual I re- Alpine. I think this is still an Alpine v three, but I remember you and I paired on something where we went through like the order in which the Alpine uh, yeah. directives get called. Right. So Xbind so is, is there, really
0: high up. Is Xbind the first? It's not the first. So there's actually what comes before like before Xbind. Right. So there, there's a, a couple Alpine directives, Xref and xignore are two alpine directives that have to be first Mm -hmm. and they're like first first like all of the x refs in alpine have to register before anything else Mm -hmm. then everything else has an order of operation so it goes through like element by element and registers each directive in a specific order and x bind is like first up in that order and then when you x bind x data um no, it must not be before X data. You're right. So you couldn't actually pass an X data. Then, oh, no, you, you totally can. And I'll show you why. Um, but let me just open up Alpine source quick and look at the order. You got so happy. You got uh, so happy. I know. You because that. You're because like, oh, so no, cool. you can. I know. You
1: shut the fuck up. It, you like, can do
0: it. I thought the same thing. And then I did it and it worked. And then I realized why it would work. <laughs> so the directive order in Alpine is ignore, then ref. Uh-huh. And again, those happen in like the first sweep. Then it's data. Then bind, then a knit, mm-hmm. then for, then model, then transition, then show, then if, then everything so bind else. Is init. <laughs> bind is before a knit is cool. So bind is before init. Yes. That's cool. So when you bind, you can have X data mm-hmm. in there because the way Alpine 3 is architected, data, each element can have a stack of data objects. It's not like only one data object. It's a stack of do them. Do they get merged down in order? They do. So, so I have this function in Alpine called merge proxies, which is a poor name. Mm-hmm. But basically you pass in an array of data objects and then it creates a proxy that, that if you access a property on that proxy, it'll find the closest data object to use. So it's this way of like taking a cascade of objects and prioritizing the closest first. So mm-hmm. when, I, when you do anything in Alpine to access data, I crawl up the DOM tree looking for these data stacks on these elements, and I put them all together into one of these proxies, and now you're using an object, you know, whatever. So you could have infinite X data on a, on a div. The problem is you can't have the same attribute twice in HTML. Mm-hmm. So I've actually done stupid things in the past like, X data dot something else, you know? Which is mm-hmm. stupid and it's not supported. I toyed with it. But mm-hmm. because X bind happens like not in HTML, it's like in JavaScript code, you can have mm-hmm. X data. So basically when, when Alpine sees X bind, it's like it treats it as if it's like a whole new set of directives and uses the same directive order and does the whole thing with that, including refs, then it'll continue on with other directives. That's wild. Um so dude, it's so powerful. Like it's insanely powerful.
1: Yeah. No, it's like you could do like crazy Alpine meta programming shit. Yes.
0: Now that's what I've been doing. And that's why I'm PRing these things that like nobody cares about. But but if you were trying <laughs> to build cool, the though. things I'm trying yeah, to build. That's cool as then fuck. It, but dude, it's so it's so flexible. And I also added a new magic property called dollar sign data mm-hmm. that gives you the merged dude, proxy. Th- this
1: is I feel like this is the step towards like you know how react like had that moment of clarity where they're like oh no it's functional components it's actually just functional components like fuck these class components like we're just gonna everything's a function yeah you know i feel like this is like the step towards the moment of clarity of the whatever the alpine version of functional components is where it's like oh we actually thought that it was like we were just decorating html but really, we're like writing JavaScript that generates JavaScript, that generates JavaScript, that generates <laughs> JavaScript that decorates HTML.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is some there is some like uh epiphany here, um,
1: yeah, but like I know I think like I think it's actually like not unlikely that there's going to be like user land design patterns that are born out of this that are like really weird.
0: I know it, but cool. they're right, so I'm like experimenting with some of those things. Yeah. And doing like, dude, I'll have to show you some real wonky stuff to achieve some beautiful APIs, right. some beautiful and simple APIs. Yeah. But I'm in that zone of like, oh God, I hope I never have to write a tutorial teaching somebody how to do this. Like, I hope that this doesn't become a pattern because then it'll like, it'll attract people who, who like are interested in like deep, cool things. But it will just raise the level of like potential Alpine knowledge, which just, then creates like the elite class of Alpiners, which then just mm-hmm. gatekeeps keeps like all the normal Well, and that's the cool thing about Alpine that. is
1: that like, the, the real way to be great at Alpine at this point is to like have the, have the right taste. Hmm. Not, to, not to like have like a depth of knowledge, right? Like the way to be good at React, here's my argument. The way to be good at React is to know about the packages that you
0: should install. <laughs> right okay I, uh, I don't know but uh, let's go with the it. way
1: to be good at view is to know about the like undocumented cool apis that are there that right. make everything sick right or horrible to be good at but,
0: alpine, you know yeah
1: but like sick sometimes uh, yeah sure but yes the way to the way to be good at uh at alpine is like you read the thing you know 90 percent of what's in the docs and then it's just like, all right, how good's your taste? Like like how good is your taste as far as like where things should go and what they should be called?
0: Yeah, because I mean it really And like the, basic... the longer
1: it can stay that way the better.
0: Yeah. Because the really the the usage of Alpine is like the all this X Bind stuff is definitely it's opening up a new realm that I hope that I kinda don't even want to open up for other people, you know? Maybe mm-hmm. I do, but but I I like that Alpine is like yeah, you just go like read the directives and what they do, read through the properties and what they do, and there you go. Those are all the tools. Now you know how to do everything. You know what I mean? Like I may be mm-hmm. like um uh over I may maybe exaggerating how simple it is, but but it is that simple, you know? And so yeah. So like the problems in it are naming stuff and whatever. And I guess yeah, I don't know. One of the things one of the things that I'm been reminded of is like one of the core tenets of Alpine is staying close to the html and Mm -hmm. even though i'm like doing all this high level data weird stuff it's all like i i have to remind myself that you can always just use the html like if you need you know some like parent-child relationship of stuff like just use the elements elements have parents and children and siblings and grandparents and you can walk them and you know so just make like good dom utilities and then use the Mm -hmm. dom for everything because it's good Mm -hmm. after you make it good why dom good Mm -hmm. anyway
1: why DOM good because it has refs in it
0: yes refs help um and yeah i yeah i really should expose over time i would like to expose more internal i've been exposing more internals for myself but Mm -hmm. expose more like like alpine dot walk to have like a a quick little dom walker alpine dot you know just a bunch of little dom helpers so yeah but yeah yeah, I did have, like, here. here's my latest in, like, Caleb's mad at, at modern JavaScript. Here's mm-hmm. my best, the best way of putting it for me lately is that the abstractions are just way too high. Like, the level of abstraction is just so high, like, that it's just crazy that to be using, to be operating, like, as long as we're still, as long as the target is still essentially HTML in a browser working on a level of abstraction that's that far removed from it obviously is extremely powerful and that's why it's so popular and why the big people use it and whatnot but it's so abstracted that it's um i don't know i feel like it's lost the plot you know call me crazy what i think call me
1: maybe this is so i think livewire is getting a little complicated in one area okay in a good way. It's, ex- no, it's hit extremely me. powerful. Hit me. And it should be complicated. But I think you need to write documentation. On what? About uh, the entire dehydration, hydration, life cycle, and how that interacts with validation rules. Ah. Uh. Um, specifically with eloquent collections and eloquent models. Because mm. I know a lot of the backstory of this. Yeah. And I'm, like, involved in it. But it's not... There should be a big page that is like, here's here's how this all works. I know. It's this. Right? Because I'm working with a guy who's like doing his first live wire thing yeah. right now in my weekly mentoring call. Yep. And every week he's like, comes to a new thing. Right. Yep. And the thing today was like hydration, dehydration stuff. Yep. And whenever I do this stuff, it always just seems to like work. Mm hmm. And, but like whenever someone else has already started doing it we run into a problem okay. i don't know i don't know what it is this must be what your life is all the time but like just hopping on pairing calls with people and be like huh that's weird uh but uh but like we just had we had like something where it was like oh yeah i'm changing this thing i'm doing like a set relation on some things yeah. and like it it's it's updating but then on the next request it's getting reset and all the data is getting reset and we have all the rules in place and it's a thing, you know. It's it was a weird one of those weird things,
0: dude. You know, we should just go back to when Livewire never did anything with public properties and it was just primitives, because that's like the only way to to basically have like a sane, easy mental model is like or, all public properties are just one, arrays. And if you if you want to store a two, collection, you gotta you gotta do that yourself, man.
1: You gotta. It's one of the two ways to do it. Yeah. The other way is for it to just always work
0: all the that's time. That's the part that is infinitely difficult. Yeah. Yep. And that's the road that we've gone down. So we have to I make it work. I think it's it the work. right
1: road. I think it's the right road. Yeah,
0: it's just like it's tricky because you can make it's like the more you make work, the farther out the edge cases are, and then when you hit mm-hmm. an edge case, the
1: more expectations people have.
0: Yeah, and then you hit an edge case and you're like, "Wait, what?" Like what is dehydration and hydration when does that happen and uh, and it's it's just yeah because there's so many little there's so many little things and it yeah it's definitely like a muddy conceptual model and needs like a really good infographic you know Mm -hmm. um so of like eggshell layers so that you really know like that you know validation happens after the thing is turned from Raw data to your magical collection, or before, and I mean it's yeah, and honestly, like, and like I think it happens before. I think it's I think validators operate on the plain data, and then after the valid, you know what? That could be BS though. That is BS. I know
1: that when you get an array back when you weren't expecting an array, yeah, that's a hydration situation because you didn't have a rule for something, right? okay i know that from experience there's no way for someone to know that who doesn't already know what like when something comes back as an array when it was in a collection when it wasn't a or when it was a model sure even when you get a model back as an array right right? or you get like a collection of it like yeah there's i don't think there's anywhere in the documentation at least that i know of that says like hey like if we don't know what it is we're going to turn it into an array you
0: know gotcha right if we don't have a program to detect how to make this thing magic you know if we yeah, don't have it's gonna come back to see that your obscure class should come back like that instructions yeah. on how to reconstruct it
1: you do you do have like a little bit there's like a line i think it's in italics um about or no no it, it has its own heading about like custom class the like to live wire from live wire stuff right. right like you have that yeah but like,
0: but right. The, the thing that you're saying is like, there's very little clarity or guidance on when that happens. Yeah. Of like, and, and in it's, what areas it's sort of in like, the code are you working with the pre-hydrated mm-hmm. thing? And what areas in the code are you working with the post-hydrated thing?
1: Right. And like, like you, once you've worked with LiveWire enough, you get an instinct for like, yeah. Oh, if data's being fucky i should like dd it before a request and then after and see if it's changing because it's probably a hydration thing right. oh look it was the hydration thing you know mm-hmm. um but like i don't know i i just think that little thing right there yeah like deserves a 200 word
0: page 100
1: with a with an infographic for sure yeah yep. but yeah i think that's like the only like big hard complexity of
0: it you should write that page like start with a blog post and then like you know help people and then like i'll carry it through to like documentation and do some like that infographic work but
1: why don't you write it i'll make the infographic
0: no man (laughs) you write
1: it why do you get to make the infographic i got to do the fucking hard part
0: (laughs) this is the thing man this is
1: you write write the fucking post i'll make the infographic this
0: dynamic Tell me, tell me what you think about this. So, like, there's this position where, like, you Mm -hmm. know, people express concrete improvements to you, Mm
1: -hmm. and
0: as the maintainer, you go, in my mind, now, I always think, you should do that, you know? Like, why do I have to do that? You should do that. You have the idea, you have the clarity, you see the need, you do the work. I mean, I hear you. Fight me on it,
1: though. But okay, I already know how it works and I can source dive. I don't need this for me. Right. I'm I don't need it for me either. You it... Okay, well, I'm saying you should want it
0: for you. No, I, I already know it. I don't need any of the LiveWire documentation.
1: Right, but you want more people to use LiveWire. Right. I don't give a shit if more people use LiveWire. <laughs>
0: That's the difference. That's the key right? difference. It's yeah. like,
1: I'm good, right? Like, my problem, which is that, like, I need to do my job, whatever's in front of me. Right is like solved yep. right and if everyone understood livewire no one would pay me for mentoring sessions for to teach them how to use fucking livewire right, right? um so like i'm incentivized to actually make it harder to learn livewire that's what you've been I doing this all know time. How to use it. um no but you get what i'm saying it's like totally i'm just saying like for the purposes of like livewire continuing to take over the world i think this would be a good thing yep does that mean that it's like my highest priority to solve that problem right now not really yeah you know but, but I'm, just saying, I'm just saying like if there's an area where i'm saying like we sh- there should be some thinking in this area it would be like right this seems like it's getting a little complicated
0: yeah no it's true and the core difference is that you aren't that you don't care you know you do but you don't care if livewire is the most friendly thing for the newcomer because like you know you're the live i'm not the, the developer newcomer. you're not the newcomer the person yeah. who you know i'm the person who cares about that um yeah so yep i hear you it's one of those things that i'm what? always torn about because like you know people raise good things they have good ideas or things and i'm I'm talking more less people in github because the people in github are more like they're you're in github there's kind of it's like you're in the yeah, contributor yeah. space it's more like friends yeah. who say like oh what about this or you should do that or you know and my first yeah. reaction is is always like you know and and i say like sneaky things like you should pr that you know they're <laughs> like yeah. pr it i'll merge it you know like yeah do it um and then and then it's always like well yeah maybe you know and then occasionally no, no, it happens okay. but occasionally i'm not just picking on you daniel
1: No, no um, i'm being very explicit i will gladly make the infographic when you
0: write that page why do you get to make the infographic
1: Cause it seems fun daniel <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, actually it's not. So go for it. <laughs> okay. I'll write oh, the page. Oh, it'd be so fun no. to make the infographic. Dude, no, <laughs> it's not fun. But if you, you think get to it's design fun, the layers,
1: good. you can say like, there's this layer, it's symmetrical. It goes down and then back up. Yeah. yeah there it's like, you know, yeah, you know how you ever like have like a textbook or something that like explained like HTTP to you. And there's like that illustration of yeah. like HTTP you're like, it's that, it's that illustration. Yeah. It's just like...
0: I have two or three infographics on in the docs. I don't know if you ever came across them that do cover the hydration lifecycle, but not really deeply. Um, but just to get people to understand the concept that like JavaScript doesn't know what an eloquent collection is. And right, LiveWare yeah. data is JavaScript accessible, so there has to be something. And this is that something and how it works in the order of that. Right. Um, so yeah, I think I have one for lifecycle hooks, and then I have one for the hydration... But both of those took me a long time. You know, they're just like things that that are like, how do you express this simply and elegantly and whatever? But yeah, Um, yeah, point point taken. Point taken, Daniel. Enough. Then I'm going to get this here Sharpie laying on the ground and find a piece of paper on the desk and write, clarify. I'm just going to say validation because that's a good kind of entry point into the problem of like, of the fuzzy mental model. We need a clear mental model. Is what mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. so yeah mm-hmm. so that that's gotta happen that's that's the truth that that's the true fraud dare
1: but i would like to i know it's it, i started with the criticism but i'd like to follow it up with a commendation. i think that all of the improvements around uh public properties are amazing I Good. Think that it is helpful to hear Livewire that encouragement feels because, so much better good
0: because you know that internally that. i'm still always like I know you hate Was it. this some? Was but, this a box we should have never opened? But dude, it feels you're right. So there are some sick. very elegant things that are that are possible because of
1: you, you saw my screencast. My screencast that that shit was sick. Mm-hmm. That style of shit is sick. And like, you don't have to do it with a JSON column like I did there. I should have done the one with the. I, maybe I should still do it. I should still do the one with the actual relationship instead of a JSON column because you can do that too.
0: Right, and that's more compelling.
1: And with the push.
0: Yeah, the push is hot. Model push. Hot tip is so hot. If nobody got it there in D. Cole's little screencaster, tunes, there's basically like, like you can.
1: It just instead of calling model save, you call model right. push. Right. Instead of
0: calling model save, you call model push, and it will do the save, but also persist the relationship. So you don't have to do the like, like post arrow, each arrow, comments arrow, save, you know, the higher order yeah. collection schmeckles, which is great, yeah. you know, compared to the alternatives, but that's much better. Arrow push. I love it so yeah fancy pants
1: that whole that whole like like my i feel like i've been talking about this for a year of like separate conversations with gaps in between but i have been like leaning hard into let me just slap a model into my component and do all kinds of fucked up shit to it and then save it Mm -hmm. and like let me just wire model directly into the guts of my app and then just like save it yep and you let me do it, and now I'm having a blast doing yeah. it because it's what I always wanted to do. Like, Don't make me save an ID, Caleb. Don't make me save an ID and then look shit up. It's just so degrading to look things oh, up. Yeah. No, you're right.
0: I mean, that isn't... You ugh. feel like a king when you have your ah, post yeah. right it's there. It's tough because you're, the alternative, without the magic, the alternative is to have a property on your component called you post ID. And then yeah. you know wherever you need that, you have to do post colon colon, find that ID arrow, and then do mm-hmm. the thing. The nice thing about that is that it is undeniable. It is easy to follow. It is undeniable. Nothing can go wrong. If something goes wrong, it's your fault and you can see it clearly. With this, all this craziness, it's like it works until it doesn't work. And then you're like, what? And then you don't know what to do. Sound like kind of a PHP storm guy right now.
1: giving me big php storm guy energy
0: no i know i hear you i hear you daniel
1: what do you want to read php stand on your live you want to do
0: the thing that is beautiful and expressive and simple and magical you want to do some
1: psalm some psalm static analysis on your live
0: wire components bro not into it i'm with you um yeah let's party we hit a party or what the problem is that when you carry around the weight of all the edge cases it's like just disheartening but yeah
1: but that's why we have and Josh then, And Hanley. then your friends are criticizing
0: your documentation. It, firm, I know. It's, it's hard. No. But jo- yeah. So yeah. Yeah. We got it. No.
1: But like it really is like that is pro- like arguably the best update in Livewire in like the last long while.
0: Yeah. I mean it it existed for a while but not with the nested relationships. But Josh Hanley did that in 2.6 and it's yeah. great. It's, He's a brave boy because I wouldn't have attempted it's it. gold that's cool yeah 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 (laughs) you love to see it You love to see it
1: also the um just and i know like i'm just reiterating things for my screencast but i just talked about all the all my favorite things in both places but like the just the pattern of having a single form that is both your create and edit form right that is a live wire component that can either have a thing directly route model binded into it yeah for the edit form, or, new it up, or yeah. do just do a model colon colon make, right, for your for your create form, and then like they have the same save method. They have this, everything else is the same. Yeah, it's literally just like, does this model have properties or not?
0: Yeah, that's golden. pretty great. It's golden. That is great. Yep,
1: it's golden. I'm with it. I agree. Love it. Live our Live real good right now.
0: Love it.
1: Yeah. I'm making like admin like so. W- We've been building this API forever, yeah. So I've been in like straight Laravel API JSON resource land okay. for a while, yep. Coinciding with like a React Native app, you know, whole that whole life cycle. Yep. But last night I was working on the Livewire based admin dashboards for the app, yep. And it's just like straight CRUD, you know, nice. like indexes, yep. edits, shows. The edits are the edits in uh, are in a modal, so I'm using yeah, it's cool. sick. The whole thing is like super sick. It's like my favorite patterns where it's just like here's an index. It's a list of the things. Like you click the thing, it takes you into the modal, which gives you the edit page, which is the live art component, which is also the same live art component that opens in a modal when you hit the create mm. thing. So it's like the same. Comp- it's like it's so sick. Yep. Yeah,
0: dope, dope, it is doopy. Yeah, yeah. There's um there's a few things that like liveware still has to get right that the dom diffing how often you run across dom diffing issues i mean i kind of know when to expect them now. like if you it's crazy because if you follow like a few basic principles you never run into them (laughs) but if you don't you always run into them and that's and the thing is like they're so simple the principles but if you miss that part of the documentation or whatever then then you have
1: i don't even think i found it in the documentation i think i actually found it in a uh pairing session with you. Oh.
0: So I think I just know it from knowing you. Right. Yeah. Um so any so th- there's like one deep morphdom problem that was raised recently and it's not something that you would encounter very often but it's a it's actually a morphdom bug. Um Ooh. so like we we tested right. like straight up like um you know just using plain morph dom without liveware or anything and two bits of dom and it it messed up in the same way um so then we swapped it out with my intern so josh hanley did this um swapped it out with my own morph dom like the the alpine morph that's hidden it's actually in the alpine code base it's just not published to npm um but it's like a pound for pound equivalent to morph dom just a totally different algorithm that is much easier to source dive and i think faster um and more flexible for sure and and it just worked like it just worked like it didn't have that problem because it just worked and so anyway it, it's increasing my confidence that that like i can swap out Morph dumb with my own morph um yeah but something that has to be done but that that's the road is like so you're doing it in one place
1: right now what no We're not, i'm not so you're not you're not
0: fixing the bug no he's my, he's the uh, fixing the, the bug right? is too hard morph dom's okay, code yes. base is crazy and the way they handle ids is they allow like you know if you have some dom on the page that has an id somewhere and then if the dom that your html that you're morphing to has mm-hmm. that id on a different level of nesting it i'm trying to think if that's a problem but it, it definitely attempts to do that well like so in Morphdom. dom when MorphDom encounters some sort of key, an ID, a wire key, anything, it pulls that element out in like a pile and saves it till the end of the morph to reinsert it, just in case like it finds the ID somewhere else in the in the morph, which is actually a really bad pattern. Um, and the cause of problems like this, where like React and Vue, their, their virtual DOM diffing algorithms, they only support wire keys on one level of ancestry, you know, so they only support; they don't preserve keys, to my knowledge. But
1: it has to be true of IDs, though, right? What do you mean? Well, you just like it would have, like, it would have to do with IDs, or otherwise you'd be supporting having the same ID on multiple levels of the DOM.
0: No, when I um say it, say it again, say the problem again.
1: So I, I think what I understood you say is that like Vue and React yeah only support like key uniqueness right. On one level yes right yep on like a sibling level right um and that's fine for keys right um but for IDs like you don't want two elements of any level to have the same ID
0: right and the same thing with keys like view and react or anything but is that should that that should just be your responsibility to deal with that, right so there the, the it's assumed that you wouldn't right. you would never have the same key or ID twice Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. So why should MorphDom need to solve that for? Yeah, me? right. Um, uh, fair but, enough. So anyway, yeah, um, yeah. So I, I, I think like one of the updates I would like to make, I'm just scared to. So maybe we just put in like a beta release, is to swap out MorphDom with Alpine Morph. Um, but yeah, there's so many things I'm gun shy about that I need to stop being gun shy about. Like the query string plugin somebody brought up recently, the history plugin that I teased for Alpine. I'm hesitant about it because Livewire has its own query string history state stuff that you're intimately familiar with. And I don't want both to exist in people's code bases. I want there to be a single system that handles history state so that I don't Mm -hmm. have to deal with resolving differences between the two. Um, So anyway, and that's something that like all these things in my mind are like waiting on. Like the grand liveware rewrite, but maybe what we do a JavaScript portion, Liveware PHP is is set. Um, but maybe what we do is just like maybe I give up that ghost and not not like declare that I must re architect all of LiveWare's JavaScript, but just sub out the morph part and the query string part and then put those in Alpine. So anyway. To move on with our lives. Mm-hmm. And move towards Yeah. I'm more interested in the,
1: I feel like if you swap out the morph part, like that's gonna be a really fun time for you for like a year. I
0: know, it feels like the scariest thing in the world, but honestly.
1: Well, no, I mean, I think it would be scary, but like I think like you would unlock, like, I feel like you're, if you don't do that after Alpine Component Patterns, like you're gonna need a big thing to chew on.
0: Right, I mean, yeah, I mean, and this you know one, know what honestly, I put so much you're work into bored. the morph. And I, I yeah. already, like, swapped out LiveWare with it a while ago. LiveWare's mm-hmm. morphed morphdom and I ran all the tests, and I changed it until I got every LiveWare test to pass. Like, it works, you know? It's mm-hmm. pretty bulletproof, and I put a ton of time into it. Um, but it's not used anywhere because I'm scared, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And I need to stop being scared.
1: Yeah, and, like, but I think once you have it, like, I think you're going to, like, unlock... Yeah new thing like you're you're gonna realize new things you can for example you now control the world daniel
0: this is something that i can do now portals i
1: oh right yeah
0: so here's here's my pitch for portals in alpine um the need for a portal user listener developer the only time that i ever really need them the only good use cases that i have i've used them in the past for other things but i'm gonna say that that those were even like abuses in some ways because portals introduce a level of complexity even just in view like when you use them in view you run into things um so i I, my general advice is like avoid portals until the cases where you need them like modals because if you have a modal modals use like fixed positioning to render the overlay like as the full size of the screen but if you have something that's fixed or relative in a parent above it that's constrained to like a portion of the screen then your modal is going to render inside that thing so like nesting modals has that same problem where like if you just simply put a modal inside a modal the uh i think you'll run into this but maybe not actually can you tell me how stack support works um yeah can i finish the portal thing just finish portals okay, sorry but yeah, yeah, yeah i can tell you that it's it's just like connected in my yeah brain. sure um so so th- th- that's why like you need portals sometimes yes for modals um they're helpful mm-hmm. for modals they're not necessary but there are cases where it is very difficult to work around the css constraints that you've laid for yourself in your application i understand that mm-hmm. so having a portal to render a nested modal like as a sibling of another modal is nice um, mm-hmm. but i'm like well we can't do portals you know but we can this is my pitch a template tag in Alpine mm-hmm. and then X portal on the template tag. And then mm-hmm. any Dom you want inside of there. And then anywhere else in your Dom, you have template tag X portal target or something. And then you name it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, uh, for the user, I'm guessing, you know what a portal is, but basically it's a way of like having Dom authored, transporting somewhere, up around, but then it actually yeah. like living and breathing in a different place in the actual Dom um so right so i could accomplish that i would just have to like you know because the stuff inside the portal would have to access state outside of the portal but the actual dom isn't in the right place you know Mm -hmm. like the modal dom if you want to access state outside the modal in alpine but it's actually rendered like at the end of your body tag like how does it do that so i have to change alpine in its state uh compiling behavior to instead of just simply crawl up the dom when it's crawling be like oh am i in a portal target like go back to the origination Did I just
1: hit like the parent of the target now like now transport, transport what I'm me to somewhere yeah, else
0: and then finish crawling um yeah. and i think that would be pretty clean i, I like i'm not really scared of that um slick. so that would work but then so that would be fairly simple actually like creating yeah, and slick but what about livewire what if you had a dom yeah. diff of that mm-hmm. template tag the original one How do you Mm -hmm. apply that DOM diff to the portal target that's alive on the page, you know? Mm -hmm. And this is where I would need to hack my Alpine morph thing if I used morph to like also do the same thing where Alpine Mm -hmm. morph, when it's doing some morphing, it knows like, hey, before you morph this thing, like I know you see like, uh, I know you're about to like change a template tag in place, but this is actually a portal. So go to the portal and change it there, you know? Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's possible. Um, but it's one of those things that so like, would require like the coordination. one is crawling
1: up and the other is crawling down.
0: Um, I don't even know. Uh, yes. Right. Yeah.
1: Right. So the state so is like crawling. When you up, reach, when you reach you down the X portal, down. yeah. Right. When you reach X portal target crawling yeah. up, then you transvo transition to X portal and crawl up. Yep. When you reach X portal crawling down, you transition to X portal target and crawl exactly, down. Yep. Yeah. That's it. So.
0: but there's probably weirdness in it that I'm not thinking of like times where you, nah, it's probably super easy. <laughs> Like if when I do things like compare the contents of two divs to see if they're equal before I do the morph, you know, to be like, I can skip Mm -hmm. the morph if I know these two divs are equal. But if one has a template tag of a portal target that's been like portaled out somewhere, you know what I mean? So it's like I either have to like prepare that dom before I check. You know what I mean? It's just crazy. There are probably no There's no gotchas, but I mean, that's going to be a big hefty one. But that's a possibility that unlocks once I own the morphing thing. Hell yeah which would be dope.
1: So, How do stacks work? Stacks.
0: Do you mean the new stack support? The new stacks support? Right. Why, have you run into an issue?
1: No, I just heard, I started an episode of the podcast where you mentioned of your other podcast. Don't, no, you don't do another podcast. Don't tell the people that you do another
0: podcast. It's not a podcast. It's a...
1: Um, it's not anything. It, doesn't, it exist. doesn't exist. There's no, There's no thing. thing. No, Caleb does another podcast called uh, Five Minute uh, Notes on Work.
0: <laughs> Um and it's called three minutes with Kent. with Kent, three minutes with
1: yeah, uh called Developer Tea, um and it's a really good podcast where he talks about uh all of what he's doing sometimes and other stuff, um but you had an episode of the podcast where you talked about Stack Support and then I saw some tweets about Stack Support and I've had no reason to use Stack Support but I just want to know how you did it, um
0: yeah dude let me. <laughs> This is crazy. I'm going to go into live source code and check something. This is the worst thing in the world. Um, Did you take now? it out? Oh, no. It's all in, but all the Blade directives for it are commented out. This is why, Daniel. This is why. why? This is the What'd bane of my existence, Daniel. Oh. Yeah. <sighs> We we went through we went to hell and back on stacks and got everything working swimmingly. I was so excited. Sure. Yeah. But then we launched it. There's a few packages that I won't name by name, Filament, huh? Cough Cough, and another mm-hmm. one, Cough Cough. I forget the other one. Okay. That put stacks inside of script tags. And that Why? makes all of our things impossible. Why are you putting stacks inside of script tags? That's a tags? great question. Who puts a stack inside of a script tag? You put the script tag inside exactly. of a stack. That's how you do it. Oh, man. What are you doing? Dude, bro. So, like, in our stack implementation, we override the stack and push directives that are in Laravel. And we decorate uh-huh. them with our own little markers to know where the stack is on the front end so that something on the front end oh, because without that normal laravel a stack
1: yeah you hit a dom element you know what to do you hit random javascript you got no clue
0: right so it, w- with laravel stacks there's no notation anywhere on the front end that this thing came from a stack or this is where a stack lives you know it's just transparent right yeah so, you so we're like oh yeah DOM we'll element. just add some markers in there that we can find in the dom and then now we know where the stack is so now is there we can push to it
1: string is there any string that you can type that is both a that is a comment in Right. or that is like non operational <laughs> in both JavaScript and HTML? Dude. Like is there like white space null like could you do like if there are 18 null characters in a row and then like a, a weird Linux line termination? Like that means I know.
0: I, I can't think of anything that you could find with query selector that it, that is possible to live inside a script tag you know like i'd even be fine if it didn't work inside a script tag because who uses stacks inside of script tags um so i don't care but <laughs> but i don't want to break That's that so fucked up so is there a way to have something that works <laughs> outside but doesn't break it if you put it inside a script tag man so now it's like we could make all of stacks work by having like all the same directives but livewire stack livewire push livewire append and that's just the worst life ever Uh so it all is in liveware's core it's fully tested we went to hell and back on it Mm. but the direct the Mm. lines that say blade directive stack livewire blade directives stack those are commented out i didn't Revert it because I felt like we were so close, and I was so like frustrated. I'm like, I'm just gonna keep this in Livewire because we already made it all like, work. <laughs> are you bigger than Filament? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm Filament's a like a Livewire package. It's a it's an admin panel for Livewire. Are you bigger
1: Livewire. than everything that uses stacks? I'm that to way, think what
0: the other one is that uses stacks.
1: There's not like I, a I feel PHP like it's something
0: fairly like, no. But it's it's not like debug bar level, but it's something kind of like that, you know?
1: If there's nothing on the first page that uses it.
0: I mean, it is one of those things that's like LiveWire will, is hijacking stacks, native Laravel stacks. So when you're using...
1: Yeah, because developers are going to do it, even if package right. developers don't.
0: Yep. Goddamn developers, Caleb. You can't trust. Oh, them. I know. It's so sad. So, dude, I don't even know what to do about that. Honestly. Like, okay, so how do you. Fuck. Yeah, I don't know. What's the solution, Daniel?
1: So, okay, so presumably, so how do you know to decorate the DOM object? You know to decorate the DOM object because you're walking down, and then when you see like a, uh at stack, you then go, wait, 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 no, go up one more. Now decorate that one, right?
0: Mm, no, no, there's no walking involved actually. Wait. So what? Ought-
1: oh no, no, no! You just replace. I see, I see, I see. You re- you just replaced the directives, and so the directives just automatically decorate the first child.
0: So well, I don't know. On? Here's so you have a stack in Laravel. Mm-hmm. And then you have a push somewhere else in Laravel. Yes. And you push something and it shows up in that stack and you can push a few things to the same stack and they show up, you know, one after the other. Correct. So yes. what Livewire does is I wrap up I decorate the stack directive. So I still call the stack mm-hmm. stuff, but I also I add a template tag at the beginning that's like livewire stack start and then the name of the stack. And then I add a template tag at the end livewire stack end and the name of that stack. So then when you do a push in a subsequent request, LiveWire goes, I also have to wrap up push so I know that it's being pushed. And I go, okay, they're trying to push something to a stack. So put that in JSON. Mm -hmm. And now when JavaScript LiveWire gets that JSON, it's like, oh, they want to push foo to the stack bar. So let's just query selector for LiveWire stack start bar and then append it to that element. Now it actually is more complex so that you don't like multiple appends everything and we won't get into that it goes crazy deep but that actually doesn't matter for the for the problem statement so so could you yeah are you hacking the blade compiler
1: at all yes um could you just when hacking the, the blade compiler um somehow like detect that there's a stack directive and find the closest parent
0: right so like the blade compiler doesn't do any it does parsing like very simple parsing the only non-simple thing is live or laravel um component tags the x hyphen stuff and those are still just regex so right,
1: right. so if you regexed at stack right in the blade compiler yep could you detect
0: right a script tag above it if
1: i go if i go up am i gonna run into a script tag before i run
0: into another valid xml node right interesting actually the nice thing here that actually could work in our favor dan cole is that you can't nest script tags because normally that's the issue is it's like impossible with regex to find open and close tags without like know properly accounting for nesting but
1: you could you could put javascript that does like document write a script tag
0: um mm, right but you wouldn't have that outside of your stack i don't think no i i I think this would cover the case
1: like if you like say you had a document write well no, no you could you might you might have a script tag that then has some javascript and then a stack Right. Where you just want to fill out part of the JavaScript in a stack. Right.
0: I could, the stack code could say, look up in, not mm-hmm. in DOM, just in string of all your stuff. string, right? look up. If you see an end, if you see a start script tag that isn't mm-hmm. prefixed or doesn't have an end script tag after it, then right. but what I'm, you're ready what to run. Okay,
1: but here's, here's what I'm saying, right? So I have a script yeah. tag. Then the first line under that is document write and script tag. Huh. And then below that is at stack.
0: I don't do that. I don't even think that would work. Because you didn't end the script tag, so job, so like the browser's not gonna evaluate that JavaScript.
1: No no no. no. Document write the string and script tag.
0: Or like what if I
1: say console log and script tag? Oh, <laughs> You see what
0: I'm saying? I gotcha. Like if I find it in a JavaScript, if there's like a random string, that's an edge case. I don't count it. I think that's too edgy. Fuck
1: yeah, baller. Let's do it. I
0: mean, that's interesting, Dan Cole. But it's like, are we willing to go this far for this? To support like the worst use case of all time. But I mean, it might have to be because it's basically like don't support stacks. The options are continue not supporting stacks in a good way. You know, they still work, Mm -hmm. like, in the normal Laravel way, but not make them liveware fun So just leave life as is. And, you know, nobody's, like, dying, but I want them Mm -hmm. to work. Um, Mm -hmm. So leave life as is, or go down this deep path to make it work invisibly and just use normal Laravel stacks and call it a day. And that this would involve the crazy stuff that we just talked about. Or simply create a new direct a new family of directives called lw stack lw push lw append obviously option three makes me die a little inside
1: so here's what you do you do option you don't do option three exactly but you will create a config variable that allows people to overwrite the names of the stack directives
0: create a config variable that allows people to overwrite the names of the stack directives. Um, but it would have to default to the happy path. So it would have to default to like LW stack. And if you want to just use stack, you'd have, you can change it in your config, but you know, we, we did think about just making it a config like magic stacks equals false. But if you want it, you set it to true. And now you got all the stack goodness.
1: And it's just defaults to config. The problem
0: is, is and like, I hate it. config and I really want there. I want, I don't, that to me is a non-option because if you like grab a component from somebody you're gonna be like wait I why know. is this weird
1: i know i fought for years to not have config on ziggy yeah
0: yep i only I use config, config where config it has to be done and this is a case where it doesn't it doesn't have to um, be done yeah tricky daniel maybe there's another scenario where like if you're pushing to a stack from a live wire component this would probably still Can like break Parse it? the
1: contents and see if it's valid javascript
0: uh i don't think so but i mean you could conceivably parse the content of the push to see if there isn't a script tag in it but people don't always use push for script tags though
1: so. right. but no but you could parse it to see if there's not any xml like any valid dom in it
0: the only issue with that is people use that kind of thing for plain strings like i use um you can use mm-hmm. a stack for a plain string and when you push you can actually yeah, yeah, at yeah, yeah. push the name of the stack and then the second parameter is just like a string so if you like have a stack called title you could just like at push mm-hmm. title this page you know which is kind of elegant mm-hmm. That is sick. Uh, but i don't even know if it's documented so
1: there's a way yeah the, the, it would seem that there's a will, and therefore there must I be mean, a way. I mean, there's
0: always a way with all this stuff. It's just like, how far do you want to go? But it, but I did say it's impossible, and you See, did show I'm me getting, a way. Maybe there's not. You a did will. show me a way. Right? A it's will. the will. It's the will. Is there the will? Um, you know, if you PR'd this and if you added tests for it, mm-hmm.
1: and then if I wrote your documentation, and then you, tell you what Daniel, then you could do I'll the infographic. The documentation.
0: Yeah. You, you could do the infographic. <laughs> Honestly, the implementation is kind of the fun part. Although regex is never fun, so that's not fun. Yeah, and you'd be slowing down the compiler, but who cares? That's fine.
1: You haven't seen my code, bro. I'll be speeding up the <laughs> compiler. <laughs> oh, optimize, Daniel. bro.
0: Optimize. Daniel Cole.
1: Oh, Daniel Cole. Uh, 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 So I'm
0: trying to do these Alpine components like yeah. extremely well and you sometimes better. it's simple and sometimes it's so crazy Not So that's dope so anyway that's whatever dope. but but yeah but here here's something x trap you know mm-hmm. you probably saw this but this was another thing that i added that i just had this pile of additions because i'm working on these components and i'm like all right i finally got to release all this stuff and test it and document it and everything so trap has new two new modifiers no scroll and inert and those give you everything you need for a modal, essentially. Like, I think you're basically covered with modal accessibility. I have to look at reference my modal thing, but, like, all the hard parts of the modal are done because you can just do, like... You can have a basic Alpine, like, you know, X data open, X show open for your modal. And then mm-hmm. just on that X show, you just have X scroll, And now everything mm-hmm. that a modal needs is done. The focus is trapped You can't scroll the body. It disables scrolling on the whole body. Mm. And the inert area adds aria hidden to everything that's not that modal on the page. Um, So screen Mm. readers just won't acknowledge anything but the modal. So Mm. anyway, the hard parts of a modal are done in like one line, which is nice. Bowling. So yeah, you know.
1: Bowling.
0: You know what I'm saying, Dan Cole?
1: I put numbers on the board. Yeah, I know what you're saying, Caleb. Daniel, did you buy a new MacBook? Not yet, but I will. But I've got to trade in a computer.
0: Really? You're going to trade in one and, and not it, sell it on eBay or something?
1: Well, that's true. But regardless, I need to get rid of a computer. Yeah. And I at least want to see what they're going to offer me for an M1 MacBook that I bought 6 months ago. Oh, the Air? <laughs> you know, no, I bought a 13-inch MacBook Pro from them six months ago
0: they had an m1 macbook pro yeah no. dude, a 13 inch macbook yeah, pro m1 it. no you're lying yep i'm sure you're not totally lying i don't nope. believe you they released a 13 inch you. m1 macbook pro 13 yep. inch m1 macbook pro
1: maybe it's 14
0: i mean they just released the 14 inch Okay, it's a 13. Wow. Um, MacBook Pro, 13.3 inches.
1: Yep, I
2: This own happened?
0: It. Yep. And I didn't buy one?
1: It was a bad thing to buy. Be glad you didn't buy one. Can't use multiple monitors with what? it? What? Piece of shit. Anyway. What? <laughs> um, how did I not know about that? That's crazy. Regardless, I, so I have this Mac. And I need to sell it or trade it in. It's new enough that I'm like, maybe I can get a lot of money for it for a trade-in.
0: Yeah. You right. know?
1: So I want to wait until they have shit in stores so I can go to the store and like negotiate, you yeah. know? Yeah. And, uh, and I can't like not have a computer. So anyway the whole thing so but yes here's what i'm gonna buy i'm gonna get the 14 inch because there's literally no performance reason except for extreme battery to get the 16 inch unless you just love there is is a
0: performance difference daniel unfortunately did you see that youtube video Not that mr wathan shared no give it a go it's there's a difference it's like there's so much more cooling on the 16 inch Mm -hmm. that um in a lot of scenarios, it outperforms the 14.
1: So were they throttling I, you know, the, the... It's weird. I like need to rewatch throttling it. Throttling on the 14? Because right.
0: like there were parts in the video where they were like, well, interestingly, the fans are screaming, but Apple's not throttling. They're letting the CPU get fiery hot and just still Hell doing yeah. the... But there, there were a Good. handful of benchmarks where the 16-inch outperformed the 14-inch, unfortunately.
1: With the exact same configuration? Yeah. That's why yeah
0: it was very sad for me, but I did buy the fourteen inch and oh, you own it already It's in my hand, yep it looks sick, yeah dude. I mean it's a fatty, but and dude, I can't even imagine holding one of these that's a sixteen inch and not feeling that's what I'm like, saying what like, the heck yeah, I can't do they're it they're big already, I can't do it, they're big already
1: yeah, so I'm gonna get the fourteen uh I'm gonna get probably the I don't think I'm going to go to the max, but I'm probably going to get the beefed up pro. Interesting. I'm
0: surprised that and you as a man of money wouldn't just slide all the sliders and top it out.
1: I'm going go to I'm gonna go to, and well, the beef, the beefed up pro, you can go to 32 gigs of Ram, okay. which is all I, I'm just not willing to go down on Ram.
0: I'm not willing to get less Ram than I have
1: right. already. But like, and how much RAM the I have already? Still is
0: stands. Days. Like, why wouldn't you slide everything up? Sixty-four. You know,
1: because I don't want to
0: spend five thousand dollars on a laptop. Good Caleb. For you, man. What is wrong with me? What has changed between us? You got rich, but I still <laughs> buy like used, like mismatching washers and dish. You and do dryers buy like, for and like
1: You bought dented and scratched fridges that don't yeah. work. That's true. Like I still exhibit these tendencies. Well, oh, Caleb. Caleb, really, really, really don't let me give you this thought technology. Everything you buy for work is 30% off. Oh.
0: Interesting. I like that, dude. Dude, dude. Don't
1: don't let it sink in, Caleb. Don't let it sink in. But everything you buy for work is 30% off. Wow. If you do it right, it's 50% off. What do you mean if you do it right? I don't know. I just assume there's a better way to do it. (laughs) I don't think so. But but
0: you're right. It's but yeah, somewhere It's like 30 to 40% off. Everything percent you
1: buy for work is like
0: 35% wow, off. Daniel, it really puts things in perspective, bro. I
1: that's,
0: know, right? Why am, like, why am I not slinging that one around, Daniel? Dude, that's like fancy
1: money man. <laughs> fancy finance fancy man. Fancy finance man. That's a fancy finance man hot tip tweet. Revive that Twitter account and tweet that. All right, done. Everything you buy for work is 35% off. Wow. Um, I am going to beat these motherfuckers to the punch on these Laracani U tickets. I'm going. Wow. Baby went to Amsterdam. Let's do it.
0: I can't can't go, right? This is the January thing? You said you can't go. Dude, I can't go. I'm in the Florida Keys, bro. I'm driving down to the Florida Keys. You know what's not as cool as
1: uh, Amsterdam? The Florida Keys.
0: (laughs) Hey, and I know we had this whole trip booked, but unfortunately, I have to bounce.
1: No, 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 Hey, Han, I know we had this whole trip booked. Turns out we have a better trip. Booked. You know,
0: you're, I mean, like, it is not a hard sell to get Hannah to want to go to Europe. I mean, she just would go, if I, in a snap of the fingers, anywhere in Europe, Do, she would you go. You tell
1: her, we'll stop in Paris, we'll go to Disney, France, <laughs> France, Disney.
0: No, we're good on that. I mean, that would, of course, sweeten the deal, but she, she we could of that course, have but... but yeah, right. We'll definitely have to stop by. Um, but daniel see how it's (laughs) no i mean there's no chance in the world but it is uh no chance no chance bro we have like i don't understand two or three weeks of airbnb booked for the keys and it's our big trip Uh to florida so like we're have like our whole life in tow and then we go back to orlando for two months or three three months Uh, i think it's between two and three
1: all right, so here's what I'm hearing: is you do a week in Florida, you do a week in Amsterdam, you do a week in Florida. That sounds Dude, great.
0: Honestly, we're we have an RV on the water, and like mm. I'm, I'm just gonna like water have a fishing pole out there and a canoe, and a crab pot, <laughs> yeah. and you can't stop me. Like, no, it would be so hard to convince not me to, to stop not stop you. Live my best life on Caleb, the salt water. This is
1: coming. <laughs> Listen. This is advice coming from the man who coined the phrase "Everything you buy from work is thirty-five percent That just elevated right? your status gold. big time for this conversation. <laughs> this is gold, <laughs> right? This trip that you're that you're gonna do is gonna be thirty-five percent off. Unlike your trip to Florida, which is not thirty-five percent. Oh, off. right, right,
0: right, right. Um, well, we could make it. You know, I don't know. Why don't you come to Florida? We'll have a meeting. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, that's true. You just gotta meet we'll with uh, some Floridian. Amazing. You could meet with Jeffrey Way <laughs> while you're down there. Yep. I don't <laughs> know if, if he's still doing some more well screencasts. Yeah, or, yeah.
0: um But no, Jack McDade. We can go fishing, and that's work.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just talk about the next alpine. I did website.
0: last time we went fishing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this will be great. But it. I did that's learn a, that it's like, like. I don't know. Work talk doesn't really happen because you're so focused on fishing. <laughs> Unless yeah. you go hang out after. Well,
1: And, like, and we're all sick of talking about yeah. work. Um, but yeah, anyway, all I'm saying is I was the first person to respond to the tweet. I'm actually trying to beat these guys to the punch.
0: I don't understand. I don't what sleep. do you mean? Is that, are they going to sell out instantly or something?
1: There's 250 tickets. Whoa. Wow. It's COVID times, baby small conference Dude, it looks rare that's what i'm saying i'm trying to get in there wow get in there yeah get in there i've never been to europe caleb no and now You're that this wrong now that this has presented Daniel itself to me i'm like oh world traveler
0: extraordinaire has been to europe i don't believe I've,
1: I've been to all of asia i've been everywhere i've never been to china that's not true i've never been to all of asia but i've been Singapore? to Singapore. a lot of asia
0: oh uh, my Singapore. gosh Daniel. there's a lot Thailand? of asia i
1: haven't been to too but i been to okay, Thailand. Then. Yeah, been to Malaysia, been to Indonesia, been to oh, Japan. Yeah, been to a lot of places, but haven't been to Europe at all. Crazy. And I'm trying to go to Amst- baby try to go to Amsterdam. Put a little money into traveling.
0: Dude, that's great for you and I so wish I could join you on this journey. Did you get the reference Caleb? Wait, no. Say it again. Give me a chance.
1: Ba- baby baby went to Amsterdam, put a little money into traveling and it's so cool. It's Peter Bjorn and John.
0: No. Don't even know.
1: All right. Don't That's even good, know. Babe. Got nothing for you. Head back to camp. Do you get that reference? Nope. That's Survivor. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> anyway, to the listener and the user, there's going to be 249 tickets that aren't going to me. So hey. see, see you in Amsterdam, baby. Going out deke. Yeah. I mean I don't even have a ticket yet. Watch me not be able to get a ticket after I talk all this shit.
0: <laughs> yeah, man. It's crazy. You're gonna have to write a sneaker bot for Amsterdam yeah. tickets.
1: Whoever's got the uh whoever's got the sway over there, let me get in there and talk about uh writing live wire components that have the uh post right there in the public properties and how that's cool and you should do that. Hey
0: always. you. Who's the who are the guys?
1: Uh you know, there are guys, and the guy who we really want to be talking about, you know, if if one were to talk about a guy, um, the guy would be Jerion.
0: All right. Jerion, Get at it. <laughs> yeah, that would be the guy we would need to talk directly to. Who's, who's, who's the Larrakhani kind of U guy, guy that is like a, you know, Laravel famous guy? You know, I'm, I want to say Phil Sturgeon. It's not Phil Sturgeon, obviously.
1: There's lots of Europeans, Um, lots of famous Europeans.
0: I know. It's like interesting. It's like watching like a different What watching the original office is like,
1: oh, dude, I, I still haven't done this, but uh, I was talking to Miguel about NFTs yep. on Twitter because that's what I do yeah. is just make the same argument about it right NFTs yeah i had i did twitter. see you
0: like making this and i'm like daniel is you really just gonna keep like singing this song well here's you, you the haven't thing. like here's uh, the thing here's haven't the just thing blindly it, embraced it so
1: i realized here's what i realized it's impossible to have this conversation on twitter because it requires like there's several steps mm-hmm. to it and like it requires me looking like I'm bitching and moaning for like seven tweets yeah. before I can get to my point. And no one has the patience to play that game with me. You know? And why would they? Nobody wants to hear it. You man. know? Nobody wants to hear it. <laughs> so, I DM'd Miguel. I was like, it's impossible to have this conversation on Twitter. Do you want to make a YouTube video? Oh. He said yes. We haven't done it yet. But he said he's free most times this week. I've just n- not had the time. But we're going to link up. Make a YouTube video, and he's gonna—he's gonna actually play his side, and I'm gonna actually play what I think is a very fair and reasonable side. Mm-hmm. And I'm gonna—I'm gonna, I'm gonna see what happens because this is this guy's all in. Yeah. Oh, he's all so in. He's the guy to tell. If anyone's talk to. gonna make the argument, it's gonna be him. Hell yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. yep. Potheads NFTs. Cause he, Go ahead.
1: Listen, Stalfer's kind of all in.
0: Sort of but not really.
1: Stalfer's Stalfer's just not—he's not gonna. Fight with me no. on it. He's not a fighter. Yeah, he's
0: not going to fight with you on this because you know? he. I think he's got like one foot in, one foot out. You know.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's lukewarm.
0: I spit him out of yeah, my exactly. mouth. Exactly. Just spit. Yeah, he's totally lukewarm. Um. Yep. No, you need to talk to lukewarm, a landsman, or a yeah, or a Miguel. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I feel like Landsman's going to be back out before you know it. Landsman's going to have a bad experience. He's going to lose some money on one, and then he's going to be like, "I'm all out on yeah, you know? S <laughs> I think Lansman's
0: volatile. Maybe, I don't know. I think he's got diamond hands. <laughs> I think
1: it's just the flavor of the week for Lansman. So? I don't know. I don't know Lansman yeah. that well. <laughs> um,
0: potheads, NFTs, bro. Potheads. Did
1: it... Uh, it is funny. Potheads. Yeah, we got a new it artist. It's a... And we got yeah, a new art funny.
0: coming. Um, we're changing the, the whole thing. But New art coming. But yeah. Yeah, it's going to be great. Bunch of potheads.
1: It's going to be good. But yeah, this conversation, if and when it happens,
0: uh, will be um,
1: on YouTube, and I'm sure I'll tweet about it. Um, Great. Yeah, should be fine. You
0: minting anything?
2: Minted an egg during this conversation.
1: What? Really? No, I don't know.
0: No. Daniel. Um, No, I'm not minting anything. I don't mint anything, but I know people who do, and it's so fun and exciting. (laughs) It looks yeah, so fun and it exciting. It sounds fun and exciting.
1: We you know, we talk a lot of shit about minting things on this
0: show. Do we?
1: Yeah. I mean we said we were gonna mint the one thing and then we said oh, we no, were no, no, mint no, I just mean things.
0: like minting, like buying. Oh, is that
1: what that yeah. means? So minting is like when you like roll the dice and get the special colors and see which yeah. ones you get. Yeah, yeah. That sounds yeah. fun.
0: Yeah, I mean it looks very fun. And I I totally like I want to own like an exclusive and like I want to own something famous on Solana like a like a monkey Mm -hmm. or the floor of monkeys right now is 48 grand US dollars. (laughs) But like there's other lower status ones that are still like really cool to have as an avatar. Um. Anyway, like I'm not I'm not going to be like a guy with that avatar yet at least. But yeah, Um. but I actually created an anonymous Twitter account to like just if i want to make an nft avatar and mm-hmm. and just like you know i don't know be like an nft bro Fuck um yeah completely anonymous so i don't know if i'll do anything with it yeah. but um but i did create it you know i'm a little
1: peeved that i made an avatar that had three different variations right before nfts popped off
0: that is so funny that's hilarious daniel
1: you know, like I changed my avatar to something that looks exactly like an NFT just of my face. Just make an NFT.
0: That's what Hemphill did.
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 but and then I changed the variation because it was October, and I, my plan all along had been I'm gonna switch to the one with the goop falling out of the eyes for Halloween. Yeah, and I did that, but it looks like I'm just doing NFTs over so here. So funny that, but it I'm does. not. This is. No, yes. I'm just staying the course, and I'm refusing to be beaten up by the fact that people are gonna think it's an nft That's hilarious. it's so funny
0: it's so so funny i watched it happen too it's
1: it's very funny but yeah i paid good real money you know the the one thing that i can say that none of these nft people can say i own the rights to that image
0: <laughs> no you can say that if, if you um there's, you can say no, whatever you want, but it, I could say no. it in court and be right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know, man. I'm not gonna, we're not going to go down this road, Daniel. I'm not going to let you drag me down here. I won't take the bait. All right, cool. Don't take no. it. Don't take the bait. Daniel, should we wrap this hoosker up so that I can this like, finish this, uh, these fries? Yeah, this has been a long one. Well, we had, we had um, to catch up, man. But
1: it, it had been three weeks, mostly my fault. Um, One-third, two-thirds your fault. Yeah, two-thirds my fault. One-third my fault.
0: Actually, no. Yeah. No, that one was no one's fault.
1: Well, it was your fault for having a life. Right. It was my fault. But at least you said something. Right. (laughs) At least I knew ahead of time that you wouldn't be there. Um, Yeah, Dan Cole. All
0: right, well, I mean, should we just cue it? Yeah, let's... uh, Play the outro yeah. music. I'm going to cue it right now. now. <laughs> oh,
1: fire, fire now.